Hello. Hi. What's up? Um, we are two girls in Ohio. I'm Courtney. I'm Kelly. We neglected to do this in our last episode. <laughs> we're great. We're working on it. Intro. And by working on it, we mean we were just ready to record. We were. I don't know. Ready to get it done. Yeah, because we're busy people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kelly and I want to like keep letting you into our our early lives because we've been friends for a long time. We think we have a funny story for you. Yeah. But like, we don't know what you think is funny and what we think is funny (laughs) are probably two different things. We think a lot of dumb shit's pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, um, we'll just key you into a little bit of our life. So we, we, uh, lived at OU together. Uh, we lived together after OU. A lot of people don't know that. Like that are yeah. in our like inner circle and even some of our like close friends I think forget that that we live together after, but um, we so you we can met have, freshman year yeah through mutual friends yeah and then we decided to not room together but we live in the same dorm yes sophomore year and yes. you were right across the hall from me mm-hmm. and then junior year we decided. The four of us, your roommate at the time, my roommate at the time, we'd all get a house. Yes. And then senior year, someone was... Deceptive. Deceptive. (laughs) Deceptive? There was a falling out, so to speak. Yes. And then... Duped. I was duped. senior year, our um, really good friend Nikki moved in with us. So senior year was like prime time. Yeah, that was Because we had our roommate Brianna, Nikki, and then me and Courtney. Yeah. And that was, like, the best year of all time. It was. But junior year, it was, I don't know, have you ever done those things where you, like, know someone for two years and then their personality totally changes and all of a sudden you don't know who they are? I can't. <laughs> God. Has that happened to I anyone? Can't. I think, I think that college is a time when you figure out who you are. And so you do change a lot, I think, in college. I know I did. I grew up a lot. I found myself as a way more independent person, and I became a good version of who I am today. Um, but I didn't change who I was fundamentally. <laughs> and we had been duped by a friend, a close, we Very thought. Very close friend. We thought. I mean, like, the first two years of college, I would say I called her my best friend. Yes. And so I went through an identity crisis, yeah. I'm a very, um, like, loyal till I die person. And so mm-hmm. when people are not, don't reciprocate that, I malfunction and get Freak confused. Because I'm like, you what do you mean? I thought we were going to be best friends forever. And you're in my wedding. And I, like, I'm the godmother of your kids that aren't even born yet. And, like, I don't get it. When you other people are like, we've met once. And I'm like, what do you mean? What? What? No. <laughs> you find your worth in other people enjoying you and your friendship. And, like, you yes. just, you take that very seriously. And, like, that's fine when you come. I mean, you went to a small Catholic school. Mm-hmm. You grew up conservative. You've been around the same people your whole life. You still have your same high school friends. So do I. But um, it, we're weird. Um, and so when you go then to college and you open yourself up to all these people... I just wanted a person. Yeah, you you don't know. Like, I struggled with it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm used to having all these friends around, and now all of a sudden I don't have all these friends around. Like, who am I without my mm-hmm. friends? So definitely it's normal. Um, but I would say in this case, I mean, I want, like, we weren't insane. Like, it was very... So basically what happened is, Okay, we don't have to tell that. We don't need to tell that story because maybe that'll be for another day. But yeah. we can say that we, we had a falling out. There was a out. falling out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it wasn't super pretty. No. Um, it was more of, it was a very dramatic 20-year-old, no, we were 21, 21-year-old, mm-hmm. like, ah, I can't believe you would do this. Like, it was pretty dramatic. But the hardest part for me was this person had a big group of friends that I was also friends with. Hmm. And then when she decided she no longer wanted to be my friend, you know, it is what it is, I moved on. But then the rest of the group of people just decided we weren't friends anymore either. And so that was really hard for me. There were a lot of nights I'd, like, be on Facebook and see them all somewhere. And they'd be like, everyone from Washington freshman year made it. And I'd want to, like, comment on the picture and be like, 
Except for me, I'm not there. Remember, I hung out with you every day too. But Courtney was very good to me. And she was like, hey, Kelly, if they don't want to be your friend, don't sit here and cry about it. Like, go find people who want to be your friend. And I've tried to live by that the yeah. rest of my life. Court, Fuck Court those did. people. Yeah. Um, but there is but a fun night. There is. It's not fun. It was terrible. But... <laughs> Uh, we'll tell you about it because it's entertaining. It was a bit, um, kind of like a, what's the word? Like a, a climax, like the climax of like what happened, I feel like. Okay, so did it happen when she still lived with us? No. Or was it no, our senior year? No, because I thought it was done. So this is senior year. She had moved out. We kind of like, in my point of view, made our peace, so to speak, of like, all right, we're just going to both agree to disagree and move on with our life. And she had taken all the rest of the friends and just yeah, decided definitely. they didn't want to talk to us anymore. Yeah. And yeah. me and Courtney and our other roommates were moving on from it. Mm-hmm. But me and our other roommate, Brianna, had a bucket list of being on the billboard in the bar. That was our favorite bar. They're, it's called Poppers. And they were called Poppers Girls. And you got on the billboard. So me and Brianna were at this bar like every night, all the time. Well, like a lot of our friends were. Mm-hmm. And one night we just asked. Because they had the best happy hour. Yes. Prime time. Prime time. Oh, I just want to be at prime time <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we missed it. So, anyway. yeah, we did. It'd be done, but I'd be very drunk by now. Um, so one night we were there and we just asked the manager, hey, can we get on the billboard? He's like, yeah, for sure. We were like, whoa, we thought that'd be way harder. And he's like, nah, we need someone coming up. So me and Brianna go to this photo shoot. We get on the billboard. It's we're so excited about it. My dad came down for Dad's weekend and saw it. And like we got to all show all stuff. the dads that they're so proud of their daughters. They're in a bulletin board, uh-huh. billboard in a bar. It was awesome. So we get to spring quarter, and it's a Thursday night. And I purposely never had classes on Friday because I didn't want to go to anything and I wanted to go out on Thursdays. And Courtney never went out on Thursdays because she always had shit to do on Fridays. But we went out. Well, I don't know if you had just finished something or like you finally didn't have a class. But like it was very exciting. Courtney did not go out on Thursdays. And I had convinced her to go out with me. Yeah, my schoolwork was actually hard. You guys sucked. Yeah. But we, then, yeah. then let's talk about... Oh, no, I'm a teacher. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's cool that I did all that. Uh-huh, uh, that is cool. Anyway. It was character building. Super. I'm so educated. <laughs> Over educated. Um, just kidding. But uh, so, yeah, we go out on a Thursday. It's just Kelly and I. Yeah, it was which just is us. kind of rare because always someone's always around to go out. Yeah. But we walk in. <laughs> well, we sit down at the bar. We get our drinks. We're at Poppers. We're at Poppers. And the main guy comes up, the main manager who we always talk to, and he goes, hey, you guys know a redhead? Oh. And we both look at each other. We're like, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, does she not like you? (laughs) We're both like, fuck. (laughs) What the fuck? And I was like, you could say that. There are some problems. And he's like, well, I'm kicking her out. She just ripped down the billboard. And we look over... And she had ripped down the billboard of me and Brianna. And this is like a year after shit had gone down. Yeah, because shit went down immediately when we moved into our house. It was like junior the year. first yeah. weekend of junior year. And this year. was the end of senior year. It was the end? Yeah, it was spring quarter. Okay. I know, time goes weird. Um, I mean, I remember this vividly. <laughs> Don't so get me wrong. they kick her out of the bar. We go over to look at the billboard. And it's, like, ruined. The people there are pissed because they're like, we have to order a new billboard now and that that costs money and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, that girl's never coming back. And I was like, good. Yeah. So we are obviously mad, but we're also really confused and, like, hurt all at the same time because, okay, so I commend us in this first part that we didn't do anything while they were being, like, ushered out of the bar. Yeah. And she didn't know they didn't know that we were not that they didn't know they couldn't find us there because obviously your fucking pictures on the wall but they didn't know that we were going to be there that night so there was no way to know the sequence of events was going to happen yeah but now i'm mad yeah (laughs) so the confusion is turning into because of course they were at tony's because they had a certain people with them that i knew that was their bar they would always be at tony's so March Star happy ass is over there and I was gonna beat her ass. Like I 
have never been in a fight. I'll never be in a fight in my life. But guarantee that night, I was going to beat her ass over that. Um, so we walk into the bar. <laughs> you can tell the rest of it because you, you took... You were the calm one in the situation. Well, it was just funny because I remember a few of them looked over at me like, Hey, Kelly! That's exactly what they did. Is they, Their first fucking reaction is, was Hey! Like excited yeah. to see us. And I think I literally looked at them and I was like, Don't fucking talk to me. And I like put my hand in front of their face. And I looked directly at her and I was like, What is your problem? Oh my God. And like at first she was like, I don't know what you mean. What are you? And I was like, do not play dumb. Like, we were there. We were told. And then everyone else was like, calm down. Calm uh-huh, down. That was when it, yeah. And then I looked at them and I was like, well, pretty sure I heard the rest of you telling her to do it. So that's cool. Oh, that's cool. right. So basically, the rest of the group had told her to rip it down. Yeah, it was like egging on situation. Uh-huh. And I mean, I think it just. And then just... she started crying. And I was like, get real. And fuck off. Yeah. Because I can't beat your ass if you're crying. <laughs> So, you ruined that for me. So then went another day without me ever getting in a fight. <laughs> but I basically was just like, this was done. This was squashed. That was super immature. Like, I thought you went on your way. I went on my way. And this is just super hurtful for no reason. And then I turned to the rest of them and I was like, and the rest of you have no excuse because nothing ever happened between us. And I even came to you all with an olive branch saying I still wanted to be your friend. And you purposefully excluded me and did not want to be my friend anymore. And so to like cherry on top of everything when I'm finally fine and have my own friends and I'm doing my own thing, you just have to ruin it. So like, sorry, I'm having a good time in yep. life. Don't talk to me again. It was epic. Yeah. Um, I think it made a point. And I've never talked to her again. No, uh-uh. I am busy on that. <laughs> we have seen a few of the other people involved since then. And they were very nice. Yeah, they were very nice. <laughs> they were. I not, they I mean, weren't not, no. They're yeah. fine. I, I find it annoying when people have completely shut you out and treat you like shit and then all of a sudden they're like oh my gosh you're here I didn't know you'd be here oh my (laughs) gosh how did you get here it's so great to see you what are you up to now and I'm like fuck you you did not want anything to do with me when we were in college why are you talking to me now so Courtney's a very loyal person up until you do something to piss her off like enough and then she's like okay done and I'll never forget the moment that she was dead to you. It was, we were in the living room, junior year, and she's like, we're trying to be like, what's going on? Can you just explain to us? Like, we are your friends. We want to be here for you. Clearly something's happening. And she looked at us and she was like, I mean, it's just hard because you guys don't know me. And you looked her in the eye and you go, I don't know you. She was like, no. no. And Courtney goes, Okay. okay, cool. I don't know you. And Courtney walked away and Courtney never looked back. <laughs> no, fuck her. <laughs> I don't, like, God, she, whatever. No. That was classic case of, in my opinion, meeting a boy and then just, like, the boy took everything over about your life. Yeah. Which, that's easy to do when you're young and you find friends and, like, you're in a new place and you, like, throw yourself into whoever you know. Yeah. And then you go with it. It's totally normal. I think that, I don't know. I still always, and I I mean, that's just me being me, but I still think that something was wrong with her at that time. And she never wanted to tell us what was actually going going on on with her. Yeah. And she just wanted to push us away. And she succeeded. Yeah. But I think if she would have just opened up to us and told us what was going on, I, I, there had to have been something wrong. No, like the personality change was drastic. It was drastic and rude and nasty. And I mean... And I mean, I kind of pride myself in my relationships with people. And there's very few people that I have like had to cut ties with or ended badly with and all of that. And so, I mean, that left a very lasting effect on me in terms of like my friendships with people. Yeah, I think it's very much a lesson to like be careful when you meet people. Yeah. Like not to do too much too quick. And I think all of us had known each other. You had known her the longest. Yeah. And like that's the I've been most to her house, thing. met yeah, her parents. parents. She's been to my house, Fuck met it, my I parents. Didn't know her though. Yeah, we didn't know her. I, I had know no her. idea who I she didn't was. Know her. Yep. So I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. But 
Yeah, so that's uh gets us pissed off every time we talk about it, but it's fun to talk about because like we never get to be mad at anyone mm-hmm. like real anymore. No one has that kind of shit now. No. I mean, I'm 30 <laughs> years old. There's no drama like that. That anymore. was like 9 years ago. That was a while ago. Uh-huh. So I think we can talk about it now. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think we can move on and yeah. be okay, but I hope none of those people listen to this podcast and if they I do, don't know how they would. They're not my And friends. if they do, we've said nothing inaccurate. No. Hey, if we did, though, email us. Yeah, email us. <laughs> Two girls in Ohio. Uh, if we're inaccurate, let us know. Um, maybe, like, you only ripped the face off the billboard is <laughs> yeah, what we were going to say. Uh-huh. Um, you didn't rip the whole thing down. God, I remember that clear as day, him walking over and being like, um, does she not like you? <laughs> we're like, what is happening? I just think the thing I remember most was their faces when we walked in because I just didn't, they didn't think we were going to come confront them. Absolutely not. Um, and I do. Which don't. Do something if you can't back it up. Yeah, they're dumb. If you yeah. would know us today, we're the only two people that are going to confront you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, there's, can, confrontation's my middle name. I'm into it. So mm-hmm. if you're not, <laughs> don't come over here. <laughs> uh, one of the girls I work with for you, she was like, Kelly's one of the most honest people I know. And she said that multiple times. And finally, one day, I wasn't facing her, and I was just, like, folding clothes or doing something, and I was like, I think I'll be the second. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, I think I'll be the second most honest person you'll ever meet. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, not in a serial killer way, but just in a real way that, yeah. goddamn, sometimes it gets I too real. I can't, I don't know. Like, if I have a feeling about something... I'm a verbal processor, so I typically have to talk it out, but I also very much am like, if you have a feeling about somebody, you should just say it to them and talk to them about it, Uh because there's no point talking Mm -hmm. to anyone else about it. No. I think you've gotten better. I think we both have. Yeah. Because it probably used to just come across as... We were giant bitches. Yeah. But I think that we've both gotten better with staying more to ourselves. Yeah. I think that's really the key to it. Well, here's what it is. I've I've gotten better you at... You just sounded like Gail. What? <laughs> so, Gail right there? That was Gail. I've gotten better <laughs> at deciding what is worth it and what isn't. Yeah. So if it is a time and a relationship and a person that I'm invested in... Jesus, Mowgli. Mowgli. Sure. Then it's worth having that hard conversation or being that real and that honest. If it's somebody... Where this is where I used to just give my two cents everywhere. And it was like, yeah, that's not needed because those people don't know you, like you, or care about you. So, like, why did I need to say anything about it? Yeah. So, I think it's not like I'm I'm not the same in terms of, like, I'll <laughs> speak my mind. Mm-mm. But I think I've just gotten better at, like, no, this, it's not worth getting people upset over saying that to them when. It doesn't matter. It anyway. doesn't matter in the yeah. long run of life. We've just toned it down. Oh, and I've gotten better at being honest with people. Like, I've gotten better at knowing when to tell people things. Yeah. Well, I just know for me, I would hate to think that everyone thinks something about me and no one can fucking tell it to me. Like, I'd rather someone look me in the eye and be like, hey, Kel, you're being crazy. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you're delusional and in denial about this situation. We all think so. Because, like... I- you know, mm-hmm. maybe you need that. Yeah. You need people, a realistic most people, people to do. tell you sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that got weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. You want to hear who I'm doing? Yeah. Who are you doing? Okay. Mowgli's um, having a very hard yeah, time That's over here. my dog. She's mm-hmm. moving around a lot. Okay. I have a, a rise, fall, rise. So, ends so good. So, finally. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, Snoop Doggy Dog. Oh! Oh, shit. Yeah. So I did enough E! True Hollywood stories that then I was like, hmm, what about behind the music? Oh, God. <laughs> so then I looked into behind the music. So he was born in 1971 in Long Beach, California. His real name is Cordozer Brodus Jr. I knew it was something weird. Yes. So, and his mom on the behind the music was like, we knew no one would be able to say it, so we just got him Snoop for short because he likes Snoopy. Like the cartoon. Okay. So he was Snoop forever. Um, so single mom, siblings, um, mom tried to do the best she could in terms of like 
making him have a job. Like, I think he worked at, like, the grocery store down the street bagging things. But he says in, like, his interviews that I'm making, you know, no money here. And then there's guys at school dealing drugs who just get, like, hundreds of dollars in a day. And he's like, when you're that young and you don't understand the consequences, you just... He's like, I did that. So he started dealing drugs. Um, He was a member of the Crips. Okay, what color is that? Blue or red? It's okay. Why would we know? I want to say blue, blue because the other one's the blood, right? The bloods Crips and the crypts. And the bloods. So what, but, bloods would be red. But is it funny? Like, are they doing it ironically? <laughs> I don't think they have a sense of humor like that, but oh, okay. I don't know too many gang members. Okay, yeah, you're right. Bloods are red. Okay, makes more sense. So, Crips are. Member of the Crips. Um, trouble with the law, like. In high school, for sure. He had a talent for rapping, and he would rap at school. He had a really um, good friend, Warren G., who became, like, a rapper later in life, too. But Warren G.'s stepbrother was Dr. Dre. Cool. So, I mean, if people tell you you don't have to know people, sometimes that's a big bad lie. lie. Because then it really helps when your stepbrother is Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, of course. Um, So, he actually gets caught with drugs, goes to jail. He is... He comes back. He's still doing it. His mom kicks him out. He's like, I don't want you around my other kids with this. I don't need you. Whatever. Um, she regrets that now. No, they're I'm they're fine kidding. now. <laughs> well, kidding. they became close later again. But um, he, Warren G came to him. And he's like, stop doing all of this. Come to this party with me. Dr. Dre is going to be there. So they go and they get a demo tape and play it at the party. And everyone loves it. I feel like... Warren G was the same name that I heard with Will Smith. Oh, maybe. And it was the same situation, like, hey, come to me with this party. Hmm. That's weird. Maybe anyway. Warren G's real cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Um, so, Dr. Dre is like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty good. You're not just, like, my dumb little stepbrother. You know, like, that's actually a good... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um... They signed him. They're on Death Row Records, um, which Suge Knight was the owner of Death oh, Row Records. Really? Yes. And he was a, like, literal gang banger, like, to Old the school. end. Yes. Yeah. Like, you didn't have your deadline. He was, like, breaking your leg. Like, shit like that. Yeah. That, like, it was very intimidation factor. And, like, yeah. their whole record label was, like, in the gang life. Like, not just, like, we're all rich and, like, talk about being in gangs. Like, They're no, they got kicked gangs. out of multiple studios for, like, it getting shot up. Like, yeah. shit was real. Yeah. So, Snoop first was on Dr. Dre's album, The Chronic, in 1992, which that's the weed that they smoked. Okay. So, that's why they called it that. The Chronic. Got it. Um... And they would basically spend all day partying and recording. Um, hit then, so he was just on Dr. Dre's album. He didn't have his own album yet. And they did a, a song for like a soundtrack to a movie. And it got really popular. And they also said that it was good because a lot of the like gangster rap at that time was like very aggressive and like yelling and blah. Like and angry. then Snoop was very like mellow and chill <laughs> and like let me rap to you. <laughs> So they said that it was, like, a good way to kind of introduce gangster rap to white people. Ah. <laughs> because it kind of, like, got more into the popular because it seemed less intimidating. Yeah. It's, like, what the people behind the music said. So um, his debut album, Doggy Style, was number one. It was the first gangster rap album to ever be number one on the pop charts. Now, what songs are from that? Um, oh, I mean, what's his, like... I don't know really big one but see i get that gonna, one confused I'm, wasn't gonna Google with the chronic because i like gin and juice was on one of these um and then what else <laughs> there's another one that i heard and i was like oh yeah i totally know that um, one 1998 so was that his first one um no okay so that was probably a second one yeah look up doggy style I can't just type that into my. <laughs> but well, it's spelled D O G G. Oh, is that how doggy style spelled? <laughs> well, look up. Um... <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Yeah. 
Well, it looked like it was spelled weird. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I'm dead. Leave me alone. Okay, so it is... Come on. Come on. What's on it? Like, there was one that I was like, definitely remember. Where is it? All right, well, you look that up. I'm going to keep going. Um, so around this time, he meets Tupac. Oh, normal. And they become good friends. And they're, they have very similar upbringings. Um, they are starting to get famous at the same time. Okay. Um, they're both in gangs, like have the gang life, all that jazz. Um, oh, gin and juices on that one. Okay, that's what I thought. And then there's another one, too, that I was like, um, if I heard it, I feel like I would know it. But, I mean, gin and juice was his, like, real big one. Yeah. Gangster Paradise? No. That who's that? I, I think Gangster Paradise might have been on the chronic. Oh, okay, and he was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like a bunch of them doing it together. Yeah. But that was another big one. Um so um Tupac is in and out of jail as well for things. And at this time, Snoop hires a full time security guard bodyguard because he's that concerned about like the gang people so there's a day where they're outside his apartment and um the these guys roll up in a car they're asking for him um the bodyguard goes out talks to them and they're like okay never mind and they leave um so snoop and the bodyguard get in a car to go to like record or something and on their way there they see one of the guys in the car that was in the car on the side of the road and he's waving them down so they pull over and they're like what's going on and this guy starts talking and then all of a sudden one of the other guys that had been in that car jumps out of the bushes has a gun and is walking towards them and the bodyguard has a gun and he shoots this guy that was aiming the gun at them like three times or something oh geez so instead of like going to the police and being like he had a gun he was going to shoot us this is what's going to happen they go hide somewhere, mm. and he was arrested at the MTV Music Awards. Like, that's when he was finally found. He went to, <laughs> <laughs> he showed up there because he was introducing somebody at the awards, and he was arrested right after he was on stage because they couldn't okay. find him until then. Okay. So they plead that it was self defense. Well, and he didn't do anything anyway. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you're like in the, you're like an accessory to murder, so, um, but they were pleading self-defense, all this stuff. Obviously the prosecution was saying it's like all gang related and how do you prove it's self-defense and blah, blah. Um, he ended up being acquitted of the murder charge in February of 1996. So he had his debut album. It was number one. He got into all this shit and people were basically like, dude, you're done. You like murdered someone. Like, I think you're done now. Or you just um, gained street cred. And in the middle of the trial, him and Tupac came out with a song called America's Most Wanted because Tupac was, like, in and out of jail, too. So, like, it clearly hadn't dawned on him yet. And he says, too, that he didn't realize how big it was until the trial started. And, like, the day that he was acquitted and they found him not guilty, he was like, I was a new person. Like, I was different after that. I realized, like, this had to stop. I couldn't yeah. keep doing this. Also, Tupac died in September of 96. Mm-hmm. So, a few months after he was acquitted. Okay. And I think that was a big life-changing thing for Snoop as well. Because he's like, this is this is actually life and death. This isn't just... A fun game of yeah. So, he did The Dogfather was his next album in 96. <laughs> his names. No, they're all real good. <laughs> um... So a lot of his fellow rappers had been arrested or had their life taken due to the gang violence. Suge Knight was now in jail. Dr. Dre Dre left the label. Um, So he got out of his contract and he left that label as well because he didn't want to be a part of like Suge Knight's situation either. Um, He ended up in 98 going to No Limit Records. Um, He then kind of didn't do anything for a while. In 2002, he had a new album. That's the one that Beautiful, that he collaborated with Pharrell, Mm -hmm. was on. Yeah. Um, He left Gangster Image and embraced more pimp. 
Which that's like, I feel like when I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very much like, had his cane and his long hair uh-huh. and his like. His persona. Yeah, it was very yeah. like, I'm pimping, man. Yeah, like, it's more whatever. relaxed and just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2004, Drop It Like It's Hot was his first um, <laughs> number one single that ever came out. Wow. He had an album in 2006. 2010, he did California Girls with mm-hmm. Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, his 11th studio album was in 2011, was the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. Um, overall, I don't have it on here, but overall, he's had albums since then. He just put out a gospel album in 2017. Which I think is interesting. Good for him. But he's just been on like a little things like the um he did like the Dog Father Two or something like that. Like he's had like just yeah. a bunch of other albums that yeah. I'm not naming, but he kind of has somehow been able to stay relevant. And yeah. I mean he really is one of those only rappers from that time that is A still relevant and B still alive. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he very much is like looked up to by a lot of the rappers now. Um but he very much kind of left that life. He has given back and had his, you know, shared his money. Um, personally, I think he has kids. He married mm-hmm. his high school sweetheart. Um, they have kids. He like coaches he has their three kids. Yeah, like he's like their coach and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's, I think he had a very, very close brush with basically your life being over without you dying um and he took it in the way that you should and went the opposite way which I think is good um but I feel like it just goes to show that you could even still be in that situation of making money being famous all and like you still feel the need to like be in that lifestyle which I feel like in my opinion like the way I would look at it is you are trying to get famous or do your music to get out of that lifestyle. Yeah, I think it was... uh, I don't know. They've done so many, like, different documentaries and papers and looked at all of that stuff. And I think it was just a way of life for those people. Yeah. And there was no getting out of it. Like, to them, getting out of it was them dying. Like, they were not going to leave the gangs. And I think a lot... I mean, say what you will... I think a lot of it has to do with them not having strong male role models in their lives. Yeah. And so then they go and they he try to He found his father these. eventually. Um, his father, like, he always knew who his father was, but his father just wasn't involved in his life. And when he got um, the murder charges, his father reached out. Um, he was actually named after his stepfather, but his stepfather and his mom divorced when he was, like, four or something oh, like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a mystery. I mean, it's not a mystery. I'm sure they've done plenty of things on it, but yeah, yeah. I that's scary. I mean, yeah. I I'm like the most innocent human in the world in terms of stuff like that. Like yeah. very sheltered and stuff. Like I don't even know. Like right now, if someone was like, "I'll give you a million dollars if you can go buy me some crack cocaine," <laughs> I don't even. I don't think I would know to do it. Like I feel like I'd show up in an alley somewhere and just be like, "Please, sir." Please, sir, uh, you're Can a peasant I have now. some crack? Like, what are you... You turned into a peasant. Like, what's the slang? Like, no I don't even know. No. Like, they would just shoot me because they'd be like, you're an You're arc. stupid. <laughs> you're, you're wearing a wire. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah, I, So, all of that lifestyle is very mysterious yeah. to me in general. I but I though, think it's a way of life. And that's just what yeah. you grow up in. And it's like the family that you don't have is them you know absolutely like you beat that becomes your family absolutely and then you raise your kids in that same situation yeah i mean all that stuff in la was so real and so violent and so nasty that yeah i mean i don't think it's quite like that anymore but there's definitely still big gang violence in america oh yeah it's just not as fierce as it there's like gangs in ohio i'm like what are you even doing I don't know. What do you fight over in Ohio? I don't... Like, at least in L.A., I feel like there's, like, territory. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Is that what gangs fight over? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, stay out of my hood. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we'll stop. Yeah, we're gonna... Anyway, but Snoop Dogg, he's super cool. Yeah. Uh, He's chill. Yeah, he's cool. Uh Uh-huh. He's a neat guy. He's kind of... Yeah. All right, who'd you do? I did Amanda Bynes. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, tell me more. So, 
Amanda Bynes is now 33, so she's about our age. Yeah. Um, she was born in Thousand Oaks, California. She was born in April. Maggie lived there for a while. In Thousand Oaks? Yeah. Okay. I've been to California once, so I basically It's know very rich. Super. Um, so she's was a childhood star. Um, she had the Amanda show at thirteen. Um, she also did all that. I was gonna say she was on all that before. Yeah. And like all that was amazing. It was like great. Sketch comedy for teens. For kids, yeah. yeah. And all those kids that were on that sketch comedy went on to do like their own shows. Um, like Drake and Josh, they went on to have mm-hmm. their own show. Um, so definitely all those kids. Keenan. That's Keenan. where from. Yeah. He's on. Is he still on SNL? He's like the longest running cast member that's SNL. ever been on SNL. Because he's funny. Um. So okay, so I did all of this research for. Okay, so I'm just gonna tell you about this. I'm gonna go through it all, and then I'm gonna go back and tell you what I found today, and it's fucking disturbing. Okay. So she does the film. She's the man in 2006. Love so she that. like has her childhood star. Um, she grows up a little, like nothing weird is going on. She, um, does, she's a man in 2006. Um, she says she doesn't like the way she looks as a boy in that movie and it bothered her. Hmm. Like you're a boy. So yeah, you but you, and you're actually a girl. girl so. so makes sense why you wouldn't like that. Um, but also read the script. Um, it's called yes. she's the man. Uh huh. Um, she was also an Easy A in 2010. So she was. Who is she in that? Yeah. So she, I kind of forgot that too until I saw a clip in it. She's just like another mean girl in the school. It's not anything. Big. Oh yeah, she's like the mean girl. Yeah. Wow, I totally forgot that was her because I me, love that movie. Yeah, me too. I didn't even. Was yeah. she in Big Fat Liar or was that a different girl Big with Malcolm? Um, Malcolm in the Middle, Frankie Muniz. Oh, I think so. I think so. But I could be mixing her up with some other, like, young actress. No, that Frankie Muniz sounds familiar. Someone's yelling at us right now saying, get your shit together. Yeah, I saw it. Big Fat Liar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, she does those roles. Those are kind of her biggest roles. She never really took off in movies, uh-huh. and here's why. Okay. So, um, in 2010... After Easy A comes out, mm-hmm. she tweets that she really doesn't want to be an actress anymore because it's not as fun as she thought it was going to be. Okay. And she's retiring. Okay. So, tweets it. Says, Tweet. I am retiring. This isn't fun. So if that doesn't start to arise suspicions that the crazy train that she's about to board it, <laughs> then I don't really know what to tell you on that because that's the official fucking ticket to I'm crazy is I'm going to tweet some shit that makes no sense. Um, so she... <laughs> In 2012, so this is a little bit... 2012... She runs into the sides of uh, runs into a police car and like sideswipes a bunch of other cars. They catch her, and she says, I, "Things are amazing right now. I don't, I don't. There's not a problem here." <laughs> her exact quote is, "Things are amazing right now." Was she like, "Hi, yes, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> she is. Drunk high, doing whatever else, out of her mind. Hits a police car, sights, flies on the other cars. Things are amazing right now. Okay. She also says, I don't drink or do drugs. Mm-hmm. So she's quoted saying these things. Yeah. She is full-blown belligerent. And she's like, I'm amazing. I don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> Can you okay. imagine if it was just that no. easy? <laughs> like, just yeah. that easy? Like, the police officers are just like, oh, our uh, bad. Geez. Sorry. Ah, fucked up. I thought it was you that hit those cars back there. <laughs> wasn't you. Got it. I'll, I'll check around. Everything's amazing. I'm cool. sorry. So, uh. 2013, she's wearing a blonde, heinous wig. I remember this. That's like super long. It's all like crusty in the back. It's all fucked up. It's terrible. <laughs> She threw a bong out of her, out of, 
Right. She throws a bong out of her, like, 13th story apartment. It just so happens that cops were standing on the streets, and it smashed in front of them. But how do you prove who threw it? Right. Prove it. (laughs) (laughs) So... This is when she goes into court. You used to have the word drugs underlined on your face. She was on them. So she goes into court. They have footage of this. Uh She's still drunk and high out of her mind. She's standing in front of the judge and she's just like, "Mm -hmm." uh huh. She has this stupid fucking nappy ass wig on her head. Why does she have wigs? No idea. (laughs) She's everything's amazing. She's trying to launch her wig business. Yeah, she has a wig business. Really not good, Amanda. (laughs) Quit with the fucking wigs. So this is when uh, she's hospitalized. The judge says that she needs to stay for 72 hours. Uh Uh-huh. Clearly. Okay, so then she... Okay, so all in the same time... She is taken back into custody because she starts a small fire (laughs) in the driveway in her parents' neighborhood. She starts a fire on a concrete piece of driveway and walks away from it. And people are like, what the hell? Did she just set that fire? So, the judge... (laughs) Um, God. So the judge is like, yes, um, she's going to the hospital. They put conservatorship in her with her parents. Like the, she's boarded. She is on her way to crazy town and they have her parents sitting in the front. So, (laughs) so, um, her mom talks about how she's like super, okay. I, but seriously, she, she has two run-ins where she fucking acts like she's doing absolutely nothing wrong and she's out of her fucking mind. Wearing wigs. I'm amazing. I don't do drugs. <laughs> anyway, I can't get over that because I've never seen a celebrity like so belligerent that's like not that famous. Like yeah. she isn't that famous. <laughs> like she'd be more famous if you're gonna do this. Yeah. Show. Get it together. Okay. So here's like all the un- I mean none none of that's funny, but um, here's she, was she ever diagnosed with anything in real life? No. So here's the not funny. I mean, whatever. It's not funny. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, so she, her mom says that she's really concerned about her at this point. All she talks about is getting plastic surgery. She's obsessed with the way she looks. She doesn't like the way she looks. They're really happy that the judge gave them conservatorship so that they can get control of the situation. Um... Whatever. They just say that she's obsessed with it. If you've seen her now, you know that she's gone through some plastic surgery. Nothing too crazy, it doesn't seem like. Um, Okay. So, she goes off social media. Um, She enrolls in fashion school. Like, this is years and years later. Like, ten years later. No. Eh, like five years later. Okay. From... The last hospitalization. So then she steps back into the public eye in 2018. She's like on the cover of Paper Magazine. Um, She like opens up about all her struggles. Like saying like, I was high as a kite and doing drugs. And like I was, they blame Adderall for a lot of this. Huh. Um, I've never done Adderall so can't say I know what it does. But that's like. I don't know. It seems really weird. It seems like, it seems bizarre that somebody that is admitting that like they did other drugs that they aren't admitting to like really what they were doing. Yeah. But they do say that like in excessive amounts, Adderall can make you feel anxious, can make you feel paranoid and stuff like that. Yeah. And her mom said that she always was talking to herself and felt like someone was always out to get her. Yeah. I think that's like. Schizophrenia? Yeah. <laughs> uh, an, an illness? Yeah. Yeah. Like Mental. Not, yeah. Not, I disorder. did some Adderall. Yeah. Like, yeah. So to me, they, but they, but they, the people blow up Adderall like it's some big bad drug. And I'm like, I know plenty of people that as adults take Adderall, like prescribed. Yeah. And they are not paranoid talking to themselves. Right. I mean, of course they take the prescribed amount and everything. But yeah. like. 
I can't imagine if they took two more pills that like shit's awry. Like they're running into police cars saying that they're amazing. Like yeah. that's clearly not what she was only doing. Yeah. And it's just weird that they're victimizing that drug. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's just annoying. Okay. So here is the weird part. So she steps back into the public eye. She does these interviews. She gets fucked. It's all fucked up again. She has to go back to rehab. She says she wasn't ready for it. Um, so it stands that like, she's not ready to come back. She is not good. Okay. The things I found today, I did not, I guess I didn't know any of this or it's not very publicized, but she accuses her dad of sexually assaulting her. Oh. So in the middle of her going to crazy town, she is accusing her dad of sexually abusing her for years, Aww. saying that she hates her. It's it's like a little kid talking, and it's like the most disturbing thing you've ever seen. She's saying, like, I don't like my dad. He's mean. He should burn in hell. But I like my mom. I still talk to her. Like, what, like a grown adult talking that way? It's weird. Yeah. Like there's she, like mental, yeah. yeah. Like she, Which, at this point, she's if like you are in sexually 20s, abused. Like that, you can do cause, have, you yes. can have trauma, you can regress. Yes. Like all that stuff is real, but it was very. Um. Anyway, my house. Hashtag my house is. Uh huh. Um. But so it goes on for like a while, but no charges ever come of it. Um, no one ever says, like, this was ever real. There's no, nothing that they can prove. Huh. But th I thought that was very bizarre. And mom is still with dad? Mom is still with dad. And they say that it was just her, like, on drugs being paranoid. But, like, huh. the whole, like, I don't understand how you just come up with that. Yeah. So either they like completely repressed it down and they're like, we're going to shut this the fuck up and like, we're, gonna, yeah. we're not going to talk about this or like it was something that she completely misunderstood. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems very weird. Yeah, that is weird. But they're, I mean, they have footage of it. sad for her. Oh yeah. They have footage of it and like they're in her face, like pestering her about it. And clearly she's like broken. Where is she? Um, it must have been, like, outside of her apartment or, like, she was getting in and out of her car. And it's, like, like paparazzi Paparazzi people talking oh, to her. Okay. Like, hey, I, th I heard that your dad did this. Like, how do you feel about that? She's like, my dad should burn in hell. Uh, but just the way she, the multiple times, like, the clips that they do have, she just is talking like she's a little kid. And she, she's acting like her dad took away, like, her favorite shirt. Right. Like, she's not talking about, like, being, like, sexually abused. It's just very weird. Yeah. Very weird. So, um, I think, and she's, oh, and then she's accusing them of spending all her money. She's mm. saying, they're spending all my That's money. That's way more likely. They don't care. Right, opinion. exactly. They don't care about me. All they wanted was my money from the beginning. Now they're spending it all. That's why I don't have any. And so, she was bone name nose. For a while, wow. but she is currently not ready to come back. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Well, I think probably some like proper medication yeah. and an actual diagnosis of sorts yeah. would help. Yeah, and but I think that was what she. I think she was trying to come out and like be honest about everything. But I think the questions were too much, and she's probably not ready to be honest about all of that stuff yeah. because she looks ridiculous. So, and I don't know who the fuck is going to hire her. Yeah. Like, who is going to be like, yes, come work on this project with us? Yeah. Like, I mean, pack it in. You're done. Like, just yeah. go do whatever you want to do, but it's not going to be acting. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it is because you watch her and she's talented as a kid. Like yeah. doing, st I mean, she could have just went and did like stand up and yeah. she could, I, I mean, mean. She had like funny characters and uh -huh. voices mm -hmm. and like. Yeah, she was yeah. really creative. So, I mean, maybe, oh God, goes back to when you did Chris Farley. Yeah. Like, I mean, it all goes back to that. Ugh, yeah. It's weird. Medians have a whole. Whole bag of shit going on usually. Yeah. But anyway, so that was were good yeah 
Oh, Amanda Bynes. Oh, she did hairspray too. Yeah. I remember that. She looked like it was good too. Like when I was looking at the clips of it, and I don't even like musicals. I freaking love musicals. I know you do. <laughs> I know it. Email me your favorite musical. Yeah, your favorite. Don't do it. I hate musicals. Why do you hate musicals? Because if you just would tell me your sentence, <laughs> we could have moved on with this scene 17 years ago. But instead, you're going to sing 14 lines of a bullshit song that could have been 30 seconds of speak. But where they're singing, there's dancing. That I can understand for you. Uh-huh. You enjoy dancing. I do. Um... But we also had this debate the other day. I will go see it live. Okay. Okay. I enjoy productions. Mm-hmm. I can always enjoy a production. But you want me to go watch Mamma Mia on Netflix? I'd rather die. <laughs> I freaking love Mamma Mia. Remy keeps asking me to watch it. And I'm like, stop. You know I hate that. You know it. Remy, I will watch Mamma Mia God. with you over. And the second movie was even good, too. Me and my mom went just because we liked the songs. And we were like, we'll like the songs even if the plot is stupid. The plot was freaking great. I mean, I believe it, but just just give me the synopsis of it and I would know the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you would. But I bet I would like the scenery because doesn't it take yes. place in Greece. Italy? Greece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Beautiful. Man, we got weird on this episode. So musicals. Hope you like us. Old lives. <laughs> Friendship. Trying to get you in a little deeper to us. Drugs you know? underlined. Gangs. Gangs. <laughs> wow, there's like someone for everyone in this oh, episode. Oh shit! Tell your friends. So this is episode nine. Episode ten. We think we're gonna make a little special, a little different. Cause it's episode ten. Cause it'll be a big tenor. Uh-huh. So that'll be in the middle of July somewhere. So. um definitely tune in yeah tune in. tell your friends have like a listening party no use all your phones though to listen oh yeah 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 because we need more people later please like someone put a review even if it's bad my brother's review is still the only one which thanks connor thanks connor but you know like even if you're another family member of mine like yeah any of the other family members that are (laughs) listening do your part connor's pulling the weight for all of you right now he really is Okay, so Two Girls in Ohio. It's our Gmail. It's our Instagram. Um, We're going to stop. Yep. Bye. Okay, bye. No, we're not.